Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. It is hump day. That's why Theo's here to get us all in the hump day mood. Oh, we love to see it. Today's such an amazing hump day because it really feels like a Monday coming into studio for the first time this week. And this week has just been so unexpected, so beautiful, so special. But I am really happy to be back. But the two snow days, I have to say, like, were the, I didn't even realize, like, was the reset I needed so badly, even after a weekend. So, so badly. Like, I need to treat my weekends because we get two days in a weekend and we had two snow days and like, what I did in those two snow days, like I need to treat my weekends like that. Yeah, I don't Where know it's why. Like a work day, but I'm relaxing. I don't know why I have like so much value for like days off that I get on, during the week, and I have no respect for like the actual weekends that I get yeah. every week. I just like treat myself like shit. I sleep like shit. I don't actually reset. And what would the world be if I was like so intentional with my time on the weekends? You know, showered both days and and read and you know ate nourishing, healthy food. Like, yeah. I think I gotta start doing that. Yeah, I think it's time to be intentional yeah it's like waking up every fucking um week uh, weekend morning and like feeling hungover vomiting and eating mcdonald's like that's just not a way to nourish your body no i think you have to listen to your body and i learned a lot about my body in the last two days and i'm very excited to be back in studio we we really really missed being here but the monday and tuesday's episodes were like so fun just there was just it was like the snow was just like a blanket over the city and i was cuddled up in it yeah and now the blanket has turned to like duty brown slush you love of because Judy I just Brown feel like flush. it's not said enough. It hasn't snowed in New York if Claudia's not talking about the duty. Because flush. people romanticize winter in New York and they like glorify the snow. And like you're, yes, okay, sitting on the hundredth floor of a building looking at the snow is nice. Walking to work, real life, having a dog, like you are not a New Yorker unless you eat shit in like trying to cross the street and like other people like come and help you up and it's so embarrassing. That's so bad. Do you remember like the first time you fell? I do. Yeah, but I don't think it was in New York. Like, I think it was at Colgate because it's so snowy there, so icy and hilly. Kill me. Ugh, so embarrassing. Yeah, that's so embarrassing. So, like, compared to that, the streets of New York are a breeze. Plus, when you got your moon boots on, like, literally, I walk so slowly, but very carefully. But there was, like, no snow plow, no snow. I mean, no salt. I'll never forget the first time I fell in the snow. I was down at NYU, and I was walking to my internship. And I was, like, feeling myself, you know, like, I got dressed special for the internship. Yeah, nothing says, like, brave, courageous, like, wearing heels in the snow. They were heeled booties, but yes. It was a two-block walk from my dorm to 770 Broadway. Like, it was really short. And I'm crossing Broadway, and they do this thing where, like, they pile all the snow into the corners of the streets. Like, there's no way to cross the street. The street is empty, but the corner. And so I just, like, lost my balance. And I remember before I fell, I did, like, the ooh 
ooh, ooh. Like my spooky, spooky. Like my feet were sliding, and like the guy next to me looked at me, and like he knew I was going down. We made eye contact, and I'm like, sir, like, it's over for me. Like, please <laughs> save yourself. And it was so mortifyingly embarrassing, and and the pain, not to mention not like, to the mention. physical pain. Yeah, no, not the just emotional, the emotional. I think the emotional pain is worse. Guaranteed. And that's what has stood with, like, stayed with you to this day. Of course. I'm not even thinking about like my sore thigh. I'm thinking about the shame yeah. I've harbored. Absolute shame. But it is a rite of passage. Yeah. In any snowy city. Or in life, I think falling, like literally falling on your ass is something that everyone has to go through. Yeah. And you know what like brings me peace at night is that like even famous people fall. You know, like no matter who you are, Jeff Bezos like slips and he twists his ankle when he's just like going for a jog, you know? <laughs> Everyone does it. And that makes me feel so, so good. Like Jeff Bezos stubs his toe. Yeah, and then he gets like so mad he like curses. He's like, oh, fuck. You know, <laughs> like he also has like sweaty diarrhea too. Like I just love thinking of really famous wealthy people in compromising human positions. Yeah. Sweaty diarrhea being one of them. Mm-hmm. Sean Mendez. Love to see it. He has diarrhea. I bet you didn't right? know that. No. Fun fact about Sean Mendez, he suffers from the occasional diarrhea. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, we have so much to discuss today. We have so many stories that we need to get into. It's also Wednesday, so we got Dear Toasters, oh God, yes. Real Housewives of Dallas recap. Yes, I watched the past two episodes of Real House of, Housewives of Dallas, which was a treat. I finished oh. the Redheads book last night, oh. which was so good and really such a great compliment to the other book the wonderful book that we read this month we're recording the episode of the redheads tonight i'm actually really really i'm always really excited oh, to are? record the redheads yeah it's like two in two weeks it's a lot for us oh wow it feels like i'm like being left out do you, you want to come well i was gonna read the book but you were we, we share a kindle account and by sharing me and i just like stole yours and i bought two books yesterday sorry i'll venmo you um what was the second book you bought well, so i had i gave up on the last mrs Parrish, Good. even though so many people were like part two is so good I just like it's moving so it's just so bad. I recently learned that you are not supposed to finish books you don't like. Like if you get into a book and you realize you don't like it, do not keep reading. That's what I learned. I would have thought the opposite, but no. So then I started Night Road, which counselor recommended to me. I've never heard of it. Um, And then like by the time I bought that one, I was just like fatigued with looking so I just watch TV understood it's like when you watch so many trailers on Netflix yeah and then you don't watch anything but now I have a book and a half maybe I'll finish Mrs. Parrish like if I'm bored on the beach once like now I have two books in the future that I will at some point in my life complete very exciting yeah love to see you reading not on vacation what do you think about the act and I want to watch and I want to read how to fail at flirting that's what I was gonna say but you were reading it and I didn't want to fuck up your page no you already said that oh I did yeah Wow. Amnesia is on today. Yeah. What do you think about reading from home? RFH. Oh, you know, it's good because I've, through quarantine, quarantine, I think maybe people can relate to this. Like, at first it was like, yes, let's stay up all night and watch television. And now it's like, if I turn my TV on, I'll throw up. Like, I'm just like so done with my television because it's just, I'm, I've officially reached the point where I have watched too much TV. And so I just sit and like scroll TikTok and then I get up and get a snack and I go back to TikTok. It's just like, kind of boring and these last few months I haven't figured out like where to put my attention and my time and reading at home not on a beach which is what I'm used to is quite lovely so happy that so happy to hear it yeah but I also think I should go to a beach soon just to test the theory and make sure it's better to read on a beach oh yeah for sure for research for, purposes. for that reason only yeah well should we get into what we came here to do today yeah I mean I have a heavy heart with one of our stories today, and I think we should talk about it. So let's do it. Yeah, so let's get right into the past five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. 
And that's true. That is, de- did you lie? No. I didn't. I don't think you, that I You did. don't lie. I, I try not to. But you might have misspoke. Oh. Because, and, and that misspokenness really got me feeling kind of sick, you know, like, like kind of like, like RDH. Sick to your stomach. To my stomach. Um, today's episode is brought to you by Hum Nutrition. Formulated by experts and rigorously tested, each unique Hum Nutrition supplement packs a combo of potent, clean, and clinically proven ingredients designed for specific goals like clear skin, improved skin, hair growth, balanced mood, and healthier body. To help boost your well-being in the ways you need it most, take their quick quiz and get individualized product recommendations from their team of registered dietitians to help bring your skin, body, hormones, and mood into balance with Hum Nutrition. We love a quick quiz here at The Morning Toast because honestly, all bodies are not created equally and not everyone needs the same vitamins. Like I suffer from headaches. I get fatigue at like three, four o'clock. I have a lot of, I have very poor memory. Like those would be my, those are the things that I need tailored when it comes to vitamins. I don't need the same things as you. And that's why we take the quiz and we love that. We love a quiz. Um, So they also, I think some of their most popular products that I have actually started to take are the Hair Sweet Hair uh, Vegan Gummy. It boosts your body's ability to maintain healthy, vibrant hair and support hair growth, which I think a lot of people um, can relate to. They also have Calm Sweet Calm, which is a vegan sour cherry gummy formulated to have potential formulated with a potent blend of ashwagandha and L-theanine, two all-star ingredients proven to help reduce stress symptoms and lower levels of the stress hormone cortisol. So they have fabulous products literally for every need in your life. And if you want to take the quiz, they'll tell you what you need. And if you want to get 15% off your first order, use the code TOAST. Plus they have a flexible subscription option and chic packaging. It's insanely easy to stay on top of your daily dosage too. Again, so that's humnutrition.com. Use the code TOAST for 15% off. And yeah, it's it's the best thing out there. Their effective, unique formulas are personalized to your needs and proven by clinical research. One small change done daily can help transform everything. That's true. Like for hum nutrition and for life. A hundred percent. Okay, first story is the big news of the day. Oh. Morgan Wallen hurls the N-word after a rowdy night out. He apologizes saying, quote, I promise to do better. So TMZ has the exclusive Morgan Wallen returned home Sunday from a rowdy night with friends. And as he walked up to his driveway, he hurled the N-word and other profanities. And it's all on video and Wallen is remorseful. The country star and a group of buddies had just spent a night out in Nashville when they arrived at Morgan's home. At around midnight, they were extremely loud, honking horns and talking loudly. Loud enough to piss off the neighbors. One of the neighbors began recording the antics on what appears to be a ring like oh oh, that's what it looks like oh that's interesting I didn't know that the neighbor was the one who took the video yes so Morgan Wallen then sent out a statement it seems like to all of the major news outlets saying quote I'm embarrassed and sorry I used an unacceptable and inappropriate racial slur that I wish I could take back there are no excuses to use this type of language ever I want to sincerely apologize for using the word I promise to do better I mean, this is so bad. Like, I don't know. This is so disappointing. This is so, so, so disappointing. And so unacceptable. And I have been such a big Morgan Wallen fan. And I think today is a very upsetting day for those fans because there is, this is just so unacceptable. Like, it's January 2021. How are you using that word in conversation? Right. And so casually, like... Of course, he didn't know he was being filmed, but so, so you see, like his demeanor, he's with his friends. This is clearly a word that is, is part in of his, his vocabulary. vocabulary, and that is just not okay whatsoever. And I feel like one, this apology statement that he put out is, is bullshit. Just not going to cut it. He and did more of an apology when he got you know in trouble for kissing a girl in a bar because he had like a wife at home. Like I don't care what you do in a bar. Like I want an apology here. Yeah, and I think he's going to have to do Way much more. more to. M- 
apologize for this but I also feel like on a personal level like he needs to look in the mirror and go on a personal journey I think he needs help I think there's been a lot of stories about him recently like he's drinking and he's partying which is absolutely no excuse but that's definitely something he needs to get under control if like he gets drunk and this happens yeah no I agree and then also just like learning why what he's done is so wrong so bad I agree he definitely needs some sort of break and some help to do some self-reflection I'm so mad at him like when I when like I defended him last time with his like dumb like you know kissing girls in bars like I found a way around it like yeah because I just things I don't think are comparable no not at all and so when I saw this headline I was so disappointed I was so mad at him like it's just I don't know first of all how you even say that word like in this day and age or at all any time of year but it's just this is like I'm so angry at him and I'm sorry to anyone like I watched the video and I'm sorry to anyone who watched a video and like no one should have to hear that word you know yeah yeah I agree I'm so angry at him so so angry and a lot of people a lot of country music artists are like talking about it on social media and there's like two conversations going on it's like you know this is not what country music represents and then some people are like no no this like is what it represents like this is like a real problem in country music and like we should talk about it not like brush it under the rug like oh this is not what we're about you know yeah because like it's of all the industries I'm sure they deal with especially like some the there aren't many black country artists and I'm sure they deal with like the worst of the worst so it's an interesting conversation whether it's like something like should country music talk about it more or like you know it, it's not who or we are. Or is this just like not reflective of country music? But I don't think it's reflective of country music but I think country music has a race problem. Yeah I think that this in like enforce reinforces like a really negative stereotype about country music. Yes. And it makes it makes the rest of the industry look bad but, too. A hundred percent. And I feel like yes that's something that they need to figure out but also like Morgan Wallen this is on you oh you need to yes figure it out. like you're not gonna hide behind the industry and say yeah. that the industry is like what allowed you to become this person yeah it's just I'm so mad at him like so angry so disappointed like I like and since I heard I've been listening to the album like pretty much the truckers for Morgan Wallen are fucking angry outside. yeah that's an angry hunk that's yeah that's an, not a trucker that's, like that's, that they would do for Tasha. like <laughs> no of course not um I've been listening to the album but like literally on repeat since the last like two weeks I haven't been able to listen to it since. I'm so, like, I'm so mad at no, him. I feel the same way. If anyone wants to like put out a fire album, like now would be the time. Somebody kind and genuine and lovely. Yeah. Because I have an album hole. In my, yeah. Yeah. I'm so angry. Yeah. Okay. Well, are you ready for some good news? Sure. Uh, out of the country music world? Okay. Oh, yes. Yes. This is such great news. TJ Osborne, who is one half of Brothers Osborne, is ready to tell his story to Time Magazine. In an interview with Time, he is coming out. He says that he's ready to put this behind him, that he has known that he's been gay for a very long time and that people close to him know, but mm-hmm. that's just not something that he's um, felt comfortable felt comfortable coming out with publicly. And now he is. He says, quote, I'm very comfortable being gay. I find myself being guarded for not wanting to talk about something that I personally don't have a problem with. That feels so right. strange. Right. No, I mean, when I read this, I was so shocked and I was so overcome with joy I'm such a big Brothers Osborne fan their music is sickening the barn down like it's so (laughs) fucking good and I don't know this is such a big deal like I can't think off the top of my head of any like huge country artists male who are gay yeah and I just feel like it's like such a brave thing to do and he's setting such an like an amazing example and he's a pioneer and like I'm so 
thrilled. I'm so thrilled. And we always say like it's, he's obviously been his true self for a very long time, but to be someone in private and in public that is different, I think can be tough. Difficult, yeah. Yeah, and so when someone like, feels comfortable publicly being exactly who they are and being proud to be that person. Like, I think that's the best feeling in the world. And that's what I hope for for everyone. Yeah. And I think that like this might encourage, I don't know if anyone specifically I'm saying, I think this might encourage more people in the country music industry to come out if they are gay. Like it just fosters a more welcoming environment when you're not the first one. Yeah, I agree. And I'm sorry, I'm sure, I'm sure there are out male country artists that I'm not remembering but to me in recent memory this is like the first one I'm sure there have been so I don't want to like discredit but for right now contemporary yes this is a a very big deal yeah I I read it I was shocked like I didn't I never thought of him as anything other than straight because his music is very like you know yeah and when I saw it I was so shocked and so excited like I'm so happy for this is just a great Great story. It's a great day to put on a Brothers Osborne album. Oh, yes. That's what we will do today. That's what we do to the celebrate. The song Tequila, again, like, is perhaps... Actually, their album, they put out an album recently, and it's really good, and I haven't gone through it enough, so that's what I'm going to put on yeah. while I cook today. Literally, that song Tequila, again, like, I, my favorite thing is to people who don't like country music or have never heard that song and make them listen to it, because there's, like, a trick in the lyrics, like... The whole first verse, he's talking about a girl. And then in the chorus, I don't want to spoil it for anyone. You realize like the girl he's been talking about is tequila. Mm. So I'm like, did you see what he did there? (laughs) That's my favorite thing to do. Listen to the song. Yeah. No, that's like a lot of country music songs are like that where it's like. Yes. Trickster. Beer can't. Yeah. And it's like beer can. Also like beer don't. That's a Morgan Wallen song that, yeah. That we're just. We're not listening to anymore. Not. Not right now. Um, okay, ready for our next story? Yes. Golden Globe nominations are out. Oh, yes. Like, who cares? But Literally, I, who fucking cares? I know, but like, one, the Golden Globes, like, as far as award shows are considered a big deal. Yeah, Two, yeah, yeah. I was interested to know, like, what were the big shows of the year? And three, as much as, like, celebrities have become so irrelevant and out of touch in the last year, TV kind of got us through. Yeah, but Golden Globes is movies and TV. Yes. Sorry. I'm sorry, like... The arts kind of got us through. Yeah, no, they did. They so did. So I was like, what were the big shows? Because there were so many shows. All we were doing this year was watching TV. Yeah, no, I could definitely tell you what the big shows are. I'm curious, like, what are the big movies this year? Are there any? So here are the, here are the nominees. And we'll go through each category. Tell me who you would vote okay. for as a member of the Globe. Okay. That was golden, of course. The Hollywood Foreign Press. Yes. No, is that the Oscars, Globes? whatever. Okay. Best TV series, musical, or comedy? The Flight Glee. Of- <laughs> <laughs> the Flight Attendant... The Great, Schitt's Creek, Ted Lasso, Emily in Paris. Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. Like, that's what makes this That's how, This was list. how you know it was a bad year. And yeah, and it's like... But it wasn't a bad year for TV. No, it wasn't. That is just so disgraceful. For this one, it's either Schitt's Creek or maybe The Flight Attendant. Schitt's Creek. Yeah. Schitt's Creek. And plus, Schitt's Creek swept the Emmys. It's the year of Schitt's Creek. Oh, yeah. Best motion picture, musical, or comedy? Hairspray. Palm, Palm Springs. Oh, I heard that was good. I watched it on the plane, and it was okay. It was like Groundhog's Day, right? Yes, yes, it yeah. was, actually. It was okay, but the fact that it's nominated is, like... Crazy. Okay, it's been a tough year, I guess. But, like, we were all watching movies. But movies, I feel like, were more... Delayed. ...affected than TV. 100%. Borat, Music, The Prom, Hamilton. Are they Hamilton. talking about the Hamilton that was like a video? Disney Plus. A VCR. Like, yeah, like a stage. camporter. <laughs> like um, Chris Jenner. Like, some, like someone's mom on their video. iPad. Like, <laughs> um, Okay, honestly, I have not seen any movie in that category. Yeah. 
So I can't give my professional opinion. No. Um, I, the only movie that I saw was Palm Springs, but like I, I can't believe that's nominated for Golden Globe. Me like, too. I'm and in my shook. mind, the only movie like I heard about endlessly was Hamilton. Like people were dying over it. So I want to say Hamilton. Yeah, but then I also heard it was like weird and you could hear them breathing. Oh, really? Because it, like, it was live action like yeah. on the stage. <laughs> okay, this is really crazy. Best actor, oh no, sorry. Best actor in a television series drama. Jason Bateman for Ozark, Josh O'Connor, The Crown, Bob Wait, Oden. who's Josh O'Connor in The Crown? I think he's Prince, um. Prince Charles. Prince Charles. Oh, Prince oh, Charles. He's excellent. Excellent. Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul, Al Pacino, Hunters, Matthew Reese, Perry Mason. Oh, Al Pacino in Hunters, even though they disgraced his character in like the last episode, he was excellent. I just feel like I can't put my finger on who should be nominated, but it's not these people. I mean, Hunters, I literally watched before quarantine. Like, yeah. how is that this year? Yeah. Okay, this is what's crazy. Sorry. Best Supporting Actress in a Motion Picture. I have not heard of one of these oh. pictures. Jodie Foster, the, Morit- the Mauritanian, Olivia Coleman, the father, Glenn Close, Hillbilly Elegy, Amanda Seyfried, Mank, Helena Zengel, News of the World. Never heard of any of those movies. Never heard of any of those movies, so I'm just going to keep Skip. going. This next category is good. Best Actress in a Miniseries or Television Film, Kate Blanchett, Mrs. America, Daisy Edgar Jones, Normal People. Winner! Shira Haas, Unorthodox. So oh. good. Nicole Kidman, The Undoing. Oh, she's going to win. But the winner, I think, Anya Taylor-Joy, Queen's Gambit. Oh, this is a very competitive this is, category. This category. This is the quarantine category. <laughs> yes. I watched all of this in quarantine. Yes. Even Unorthodox. That was like back when we were doing Toast yes. Series. Yes. And that it was, was so good. So good. I think any of them, these could win and I would be very, very pleased. I totally agree. Best actor in a miniseries or television film. Hugh Grant, The Undoing. I no. actually... No, I mean, I he don't wasn't think that he'll great. win, but I think that he was really good because, like, we that's had true. no idea yeah, what true. was going, like, how crazy he was. That's true. That's true. Ethan Hawke, the good Lord Bird, no. Mark Ruffalo, I know this much is true. I kind of, like, hot take, ready? I find Mark Ruffalo to be, like, one of the most annoying celebrities. Like, I feel like whenever there's a celebrity doing something, like, out of touch, Mark Ruffalo's there, like, with a, you know, a poster board. He's like, sign me up. Like, I just find his presence so annoying. And I really haven't enjoyed him in any filmography since Since, Just Like Heaven. Since 13 Going on 30. No, Just Like Heaven is an incredible movie when Reese Witherspoon comes back from the dead. Yeah. Brian Cranston, Your Honor. Jeff Daniels, The Comey Rule. Okay, um, I forget, but it was someone in the beginning. Well, we've only seen The Undoing. Oh. But I like Jeff Daniels. I'm voting for him. I like Jeff Daniels, too. Is he like the chubby blonde guy from the newsroom? <laughs> yes. So that, you know, the newsroom, I never watched it. But the, why are you laughing? <laughs> why? I thought you made it describe him. Why? Would you call me like the chubby brunette girl? He's chubby blonde. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I don't like when people like get offended. Like, you know, whatever. I'm really not even going there today. Um... So, you know, I've never seen the newsroom, but like the clip that opens the show, like, tell us why America is the greatest, the New York Jets. Like that clip goes so viral. Like it's always coming up on my TikTok. I've seen it all over. I've seen the clip a hundred times. Like I've seen the newsroom. (laughs) No, I watched all of the newsroom and I loved it so much. And I feel like I don't know what happened to it. But I don't, and I don't know if it's like available to stream places, but it's such a good show. And you know what's so weird about Jeff Daniels in the newsroom? He's also dumb, dumb and dumber. dumber. Like, yeah. How do you do both? That is called acting. Right. Like, which that, is why I think he should win. You know, I actually, I agree with you. He gives me like grandfather vibes. Like I just want to like, n- like, you know, sit on his lap and get presents. Okay. You know? Now it's time for our favorite segment. 
What else has Jeff Daniels been in? Yes, love this game. We'll have to work on that, but okay. IMDb. I am no. It's easier. Google Films does a better cha- job, but Google also Films. Google, um, like they organize it at the top. But again, like please use my data and know which movies yeah. I've already seen. Okay, he was in Dumb and Dumber, Dumb and Dumber Two, The Martian, Terms of Endearment, Steve Jobs. Any he was in Pleasantville. That's such a <gasps> great movie. Who was he in Pleasantville? I love Pleasantville. I don't know who he was. He was in RV, which is one of your favorite <gasps> movies. That. Is one of my favorite. He was movies. in because of Win Dixie, such a stellar. Wait, who flick. was he in RV? I, I like it will take. I think me he was so a competing families out. like RV, like the father of the competing family. Oh, drama. by the way, RV starring Robin Williams, Cheryl from Curb Your Enthusiasm, and JoJo the singer is literally the highest cinematic achievement Hollywood has ever put out. It is such an incredible movie. They also do a rendition at the end of the movie of Route 66 by Rascal Flatts. Well, it's not by Rascal Flatts, but I think Rascal Flatts covers it in the movie. Like, it's so good. I'm going to watch RV tonight. Oh, that's a good one. Enjoy. And then JoJo comes in. She's like the moody teenager at the end. And she, I think they're at some wedding or something. I don't know where they're at. And they go into like all singing Route 66. And then of course like JoJo slays it, you know? Yeah. I didn't like RV as much as you did. I'll have to give it another chance. Oh my God. It's a movie where I literally cackle. Like I I, I can't breathe. Like Robin Williams is so It's like my bad teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you didn't get it. But also I haven't seen it in so long that it might be like a joy to rewatch because I don't remember any of the jokes. Or the opposite. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but you should rewatch it. Maybe I shouldn't so that it can live like rent free in my head as the best movie of all time. Mm. Okay, best actor in a motion picture comedy or musical, Andy Samberg, Palm Springs, Sasha Baron Cohen, Borat, James Corden, The Prom, Lynn Manuel, Miranda Hamilton, Dev Patel, Personal History of David Copperfield. I don't really care. Like, I'm happy for all of you. Yeah. I do think Sacha Baron Cohen in Borat, while I thought Borat was not good, he is excellent as the character. Yes. So there's something to be said about that. Agreed. Okay, best TV series drama. This is the major category, and I think that the nominees are lacking. The Crown. Winner. Lovecraft Country. The Mandalorian. Ozark. Ratched. What about Queen's Gambit? What about Queen's Gambit? That's really bizarre. I know. And, and I'm sure if I went back to like the rest of my viewing history, like there's other shows that have been snubbed. And yeah, I'm sure Bridgerton will like, What about The Undoing? Year? Even yeah. though like I didn't, I liked it. I liked it. I liked it, but I don't, I, I wouldn't advocate for it to be. No, Queen's Gambit. Like what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? But um, The Crown is so good. Do we, am I waiting for another Crown season or no, did I just, just finish we one? We just watched it. Oh, that's bullshit. Yeah. Best Actress in a Motion Picture, Comedy or Musical. Anya Taylor-Joy, Emma, didn't know she was in something else. Oh. Watching that. Rosamund Pike, I Care A Lot. Maria Bakalova, Borat. Kate Hudson, Music. Michelle Pfeiffer, French Exit. It's just so crazy, like, how I literally am a pop culture connoisseur. And I say this every time we go over nominations for Golden Globes or Oscars. And I've never heard of any of these movies. I know. I just feel like we actually really watched a lot of stuff this year. So, like, again, I just feel like these choices aren't my choices. Yeah. I just feel like growing up, there was, like, four movies that made it into every category. And you saw those four movies and, like, you were a well-informed Oscar viewer. Yeah. But I'm not – I can't keep up with all these. Like, between all the streaming services – there's so many movies that could be best movie, and it's just exhausting to keep up. Yeah. Soon we're going to get into the bigger categories, but best actress in a TV series drama, Olivia Colman, The Crown, Jodie Comer, Killing Eve, Emma Corrin, The Crown. Oh, two crowns. Laura Linney, Ozark, Sarah Paulson, Ratched. Ozark is like a really big one. Zach was watching it. I heard Ratched was bad. Yeah, I didn't, I never, 
I didn't know like anyone who watched it. Right. And it's like a Ryan Murphy Netflix show. Like, and whenever he does it, you know, he did Hollywood. He did the politician. Like everyone dies for it. And it's like, you see it everywhere. Did not see one thing about Ratchet. Maybe it's good, but I haven't heard anything. Yeah. And then best actress in a motion picture drama, which are like the big movies. Frances McDormand, Nomadland, Carrie Mulligan, Promising Young Woman. Oh, she's going to win. Really? I've been meaning to watch that movie. I heard it's very triggering. Like if, if. Like, there's a big trigger warning for sexual assault on the movie, but I heard it's incredible. Got it. Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman, Viola Davis, Moraney's Black Bottom, Andre Day, The United States versus Billie Holiday. Uh, I, oh, by the way, I've also been meaning to see the Billie Holiday movie, and I didn't know that Andre Day plays Billie Holiday. It's a Hulu, right? I don't know what streaming service is on. Um, I've been meaning to watch that movie. And oh, then, maybe we'll do that for Toast Movie of the... Oh, that would be great. The Billie Holiday movie. And then also Best Motion Picture Drama, which is like the big category that'll probably reflect the Oscar contenders. Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, The Father, Mank, The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Okay, I'm going to watch Promising Young Woman and the Billie Holiday movie. That, that's, the, that's, that's, what I'm gonna con- that's what I'm going to contribute to the Oscars. Yeah, but this is the Golden Globes. Yeah, but you know, like this is just the dress rehearsal. Yeah, the Golden Globes are just... Are they in person? Like, what are they? I don't know what the setup is going to be. One of my favorite things is when celebrities post videos and themselves finding out that they got nominated. And, like, you can tell it's really genuine. I just love watching, like, surprise videos. I just saw Kelly Cuoco's because, like, she's used to being on a sitcom. Like, she's not used to working on Golden Globe-worthy material. And she got nominated for The Flight Attendant. And her reaction was quite joyous. Oh, that's cute. It's like, I also love watching military homecomings. I just love, like, surprises. Oh, yeah, so beautiful. So beautiful. Okay, our next story, new couple alert. Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley are reportedly dating. And if you watch The Morning Toast, we discussed this in July. And we watched back what we said. I said I was, quote, here for it. And now that I'm seeing it, you know, right in front of me. I don't know that I'm here for it. You know, do not get any not sort of materials. I'm not even close to yes. like building a ship. Do not get my building materials out. Like I'm Leave not, the toolbox in the truck. But it's like, I won't be burning down other people's ships because I'm not against it. Me I either. just, meh. You meh. Yeah. Meh. 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 Honestly, ever since Aaron Rodgers and Olivia Munn broke up, I just don't believe in love for Aaron Rodgers. Like, I just think his time is up. He just, like, focused on his career. Yeah, because then, like, he found Danica. And I was like, you know what? Like, that's the one. And that wasn't the one either. So I'm starting to feel like maybe he's toxic. Like, maybe it's him. (laughs) That's a really good point. Yeah. The Green Bay Packers quarterback and Shailene Woodley are dating, according to E! News, with a source telling the outlet the pair have kept their romance, quote, private and low-key. I will say, though, like, that's a good recipe for romance. They've been yes. They've been rumored together since July. It's now January. We hadn't heard about it, and they're still going strong. And they were able to be low key. Like they might be in love. Agreed. I just don't know if Aaron Rodgers could really get down with Shailene Woodley's lifestyle. From what I know about it, she's very granola. She like you know makes her own soap, and she doesn't like you know. But how do shower. you know that he's not interested in making his own soap? I just have a feeling like that's just not like what NFL guys do. You know, maybe this is a stereotype of me, but I just feel like that's not what they do make their own soap you mean yeah and I feel like if there's anyone on the planet who I'm less in like incompatible with less have less in common with it is one Shailene Woodley like she made all this money and she's like I don't want it I'm like okay give it to me <laughs> like oh material items I can have anything I want I want nothing okay give it to me yeah can't relate to like her struggle yeah so but opposites attract even though we don't know anything about his personality and maybe he does make his own soap I know nothing about him and to be honest like after how he goes through women it's like maybe it's not that interesting like maybe they're leaving him because he's boring and all he talks about is football football football, like we get it football and his friends yeah like (laughs) my god chill 
Anyways, that's the new couple alert. Build your ships at your leisure. At your own risk. Yeah. I'm done shipbuilding. I'm, I'm done. It's, it's, a, it's not a, a fruitless effort. You know, you spend all this time like getting so many ships for these people. And then in a matter of minutes, it's just... We're by the port. We're by the port back unloading the ship. Yeah. It's exhausting work. <laughs> Okay, next story. This one's for you. Our fifth and final, but I'm also going to like sneak in a little fifth year and final year. Jeopardy announces more guest hosts. Oh. And here they are. We have Anderson Cooper, Dr. Oz, Savannah Guthrie, and Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Okay. It's four more guest hosts in the rotation of maybe people just having fun, maybe people are auditioning. Dr. Sanjay Gupta and I were next to each other I in saw. the bookstore. And so there is a special place in my heart for him because he really legitimized my book. So I want him to get the job. Yeah. Or, I mean, still, I'm, I, I think out of all of these names, maybe Dr. Oz resonates the most as someone who could, like, be that person. Warm, welcoming vibe. Yes. But still, I They haven't I found haven't, it. I haven't heard it. It's like, it's, I'll know when I see it. Yeah. And you know what? Even all those people, <laughs> like, I'm not even watching Jeopardy. All those people you <laughs> named, well, yes, they are good hosts. I don't know if they have that factor. And you know who just came to mind? It may, we like say her. Maury. <gasps> no, but Maury? yes. Yes. But you know who just came to mind who? Rachel Ray. Kind of. Kelly Too Clarkson. Chaotic. Oh, Kelly Clarkson, it's like, it's not the next stop on her tour. No, but you know she, I mean? she would be good at it. Maybe in like the n- next few decades, but it's just like, that's <gasps> not in her map right what now. What about Oprah? I mean, she's so rich, she doesn't need the money, but like, she could be that energy. She could be. Oprah? Mm-hmm. Just something to think about. Yeah, I would love to see her guest host. Yeah. And then also, I just wanted to add um, just imp- some important biz news is that Jeff Bezos yes. is no longer CEO of Amazon. He'll remain chief of the board, but he has stepped down from his CEO duties. And it was revealed. Duties. <laughs> Sweaty duties. <laughs> and it was revealed that Amazon Web Services CEO Andy Jassy would take over as the main man. Interesting. I mean, I can relate. Like, if I was so rich, like, why would I still be working? Like, going to work every day? Like, no, sleep in, Jeff Bezos. And the chairman, the chair of the board, whatever he is, board of the chair, he can sleep in. And I feel that. He's worked really hard. Relax. Yeah. He said that running Amazon at large is exhausting and all-encompassing. And he's got other projects he wants to go all in on. He'll still have a hand at the wheel, though, as executive chair of Amazon's board. Yeah, I mean, I'm wondering, like, is there a scandal? Like, people don't step down. So it's like, what's the scandal? Naked pics? Like, what did you do? Well, we already had those. Like, we already we had, had the texts. Well, like, that was that level of scandal, I want to get drunk with you. I want to read, wake up and read, read the, the newspaper. newspaper. Maybe he's, he's just, like, stepping down because he wants he's embarrassado? To, like, no, because he just wants to wake up and read the newspaper. Not, yeah, like, and drink it. with her all night. Yeah. Yeah, no, I just... I, I'm curious. Or if, maybe something's a But you know what? We said the same thing about Bob Iger. But he stepped down, remember? Yeah. Because there was still like two years on his contract. And we were like, oh, there's a scandal coming. There wasn't. Right, but it's maybe like you step, just tired. you step down to avoid the scandal. So if they're stepping down, it's like we're not going to ever see the scandal. Oh. Probably. Oh, I thought it's like jo- preemptive. If they do their jobs right. I thought it was preemptive. Like, okay, the scandal's coming, but at least I won't be, you know, associated with Disney anymore, you know? Yeah. Maybe. Or maybe it's like this is the... These are the terms. You know what disappoints me about Bob Iger? Hmm. So we were never able to get in contact with like one of his grandchildren, you know? Like when I feel like whenever we say things on the toast, I always get a DM being like, that's my brother. Yeah. I've not he- heard from a single Bob Iger relative. And that's upsetting. That is upsetting. But keep dreaming. Never stop. Keep dreaming. Reaching for your goals. Um, should we do our TV recap segment? 
Yes, those and were the stories, and I feel as though you needed to know them. For sure. I feel very informed. Like, I feel like I digested all that information, and I'm feeling good. Feeling good. Let's and get good in- enough to cure the RDH, Ooh. but just in case. Just in case. I'm sneaking back. I got to tell you guys, today's episode and the TV recap segment is brought to you by Fab Fit fun so the spring box is coming where you can choose from a wide variety of products when you order it, they offer 20 female founded brands in the spring box this season so we actually got the box it's so fabulous like first of all when they say full-size items that come in the the seasonal boxes like it is full-size items like in the box i got a full-blown duffel bag and it was so cute to have like little daisies on it from beauty and wellness to fashion and lifestyle they really curate very very good boxes very good boxes for a reasonable price this is like my fourth box now and i keep just getting blown away by the The offerings there's so many things you need and then also so many things you did not know that you needed yes like gel eye under eye patches yeah like like, yes do i need them would i ever like go out and buy them for myself no but now they're in the box gotta go i got this wooden face brush that i had like seen other people using that i use now every morning and i just feel like my lymphatic nodes are on fleek your nodes are snatched yeah your snatchy nodes (laughs) snatchy nodes problems um it's just like really a uh a fabulous product and it's like a little gift you know you forgot that you're subscribing and then all of a sudden this big beautiful box comes with like fabulous scarves and blankets and mugs and it's just it's everything of the oh sort. Oh my god I got the most amazing mugs from my box last They're month. huge. They're huge. They're like these perfect tea mugs and as I've been watching Downton Abbey I just I literally feel tea. like the Dowager Countess and I think that's my favorite thing I got from my box so far. Yeah the best part is like you get all these fabulous things and you don't have to leave your house which is really a, a a cornerstone of things that are important to me. Yes. Um, and if you want to use the coupon code TOAST for $10 off your first box, you can do that at www.fabfitfun.com. Again, that's code TOAST for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. Coupon code TOAST. It is uh, everything of a sort. It really is. Okay. Real Housewives of Dallas. So you watched the last three episodes. So like you probably thought it was like good. Last two. Last two. But like watching last night's alone was so boring. I guess because of COVID, maybe they're like have limited footage. Because like one whole episode devoted to like Brandy's birthday party. It's like kind of weird. Yeah. But then it was like there was the other parts of the episode were people's personal lives. And I Just also was like not feeling that either. So I was like, why didn't we get more from Randy's birthday? But um, there's only so much that they can do. And I actually thought they had a really fun. The day COVID looked friendly. very long. It did. But like, I feel like they were having a good time yeah. eventually. And I thought DeAndre did a great job of planning. Me too. Like, you know, I'm in this place now where like Carrie's so wrong and I'm really disappointed because I love Cameron but time and time again I feel like when it comes to fights she's always on the wrong side of history but I just love her so like I don't care but like I'm always disagreeing with her like Carrie is wrong but it's worth mentioning that like Carrie's obviously going through a lot and she hasn't spoken up to the women and I think that if she did they would like give her a break because Mm -hmm. she's acting so erratically and like she's so nuts but she's going through something so like if if she had vocalized it I think the women would have been more sympathetic towards her um and kind of given her a pass for poor poor behavior but nobody knows so she just looks like she's just being insane yeah I agree it was tough to watch and I do feel like she is just causing a lot of drama and I just feel like she's in a bad headspace like with her kids like there's a lot going on I think we learned last year like her marriage isn't perfect I just think she has a lot going on in her personal life and that's why she drinks a lot and that's why she's just like always lashing out at people Um, but then also like she hasn't mentioned it to anyone and then at the table she like kind of blurts it out and 
I like yes. Yeah, so given that now they know they should give them pass, but it is hard for like w- the women and I think Deandra to just be like, oh okay, well now I'm not mad anymore. Yeah, no, it was you know? so the wrong time, wrong place, and I'm I, I feel like Carrie actually like felt really bad, like she almost didn't get permission from her daughter to share it with the women. Yeah, I felt like the way that that all unraveled was just not natural, n- not and not what anyone would have planned. It just it was kind of strange yeah one of the things that I found really interesting this episode was we learned about Jen who's like this friend of housewife who like keeps hanging around and I think it's very clear that she was intended to be filmed as a full-time castmate but something happened maybe she was boring or whatever what I read online was that there was like an incident with her and her husband and some sort of substance like they were just kind of messy and like yeah that's why they that's didn't what get I heard too but then she's sitting talking she doesn't drink she's sober like that that was shocking to me yeah so I think that's just a part of her story yeah um it would have been interesting to see it but I was actually wondering why because it sounds like it's super dramatic and like interesting yeah but Bravo just clearly drew the line and was like no yeah. we're not gonna air this also Carrie referring to Tiffany as COVID girl like is literally the most out of touch thing like of all time like in this day and age like where we, we respect our healthcare heroes and she's like out here making a mockery of it. Yeah, and that was such a weird place that that argument went to, like then coming down on Tiffany for hanging out with them even though she's exposed because she's a doctor. I was just like, what? Is this like what's bubbling under the surface? Like, yeah, no, it was so stupid. It was so stupid. But I was but, glad that Brandy put an end to it because it was like getting really off yeah. the wagon, but... It's clear that a lot of these tensions remain. The one thing I will say about Tiffany, as much as I am enjoying her, it's very clear that she has this baggage. Like, she's, you know, stressed about being a mom and working full-time. So, like, maybe now wouldn't have been the best time to join a reality show. Like, it just does feel, like, a little silly to, like, watch her struggle with this when I know she just took on a third job of being a housewife, which is filming and reunions. Like, it's a lot of work. Yeah. So, I'm just, like, kind of bored by this whole, like, working mom guilt thing, which I know is, like, a real issue for a lot of people. But, like, you just took on a reality show. So, like... You should have figured that out before you took on this new opportunity. I totally agree. And we kind of opened the episode with her talking about it. We closed with her talking about it. It's a lot of her talking about it, especially like I always say for a new cast member to get so into like your personal issues when I don't even really know you yet. It's like I'm not. You have to earn that. Yeah. I'm not like fully interested in like your work life balance struggle. Couldn't agree more. And if that was just like her personal storyline, that would be that is fine. But it's just she's getting the most personal story time. Yeah. Line. It's bizarre. So I was just like, by the end, I was really bored. And it was sad because she was so emotional. And I'm just like. I wasn't connecting to it at all. Yeah. I'm like, so why did you take this third job? Yeah. Like the irony of her, you know, crying in her room about being overwhelmed by her two jobs while doing this new third job. Like it wasn't lost on me. Also, did you watch? Oh, you did not watch Watch What Happened I watched like the first five minutes. It was so boring. And like both of their Wi-Fis were so blurry. Oh my God. What are you talking about? Yeah. Literally, I couldn't see anything. It was perfection terrible terrible Stephanie terrible. and Tiffany were on watch what happens live and I was nervous that it was going to be awkward because like we know that they had like a little bit of yes. drama because of Stephanie talking about the closet tour I thought it was Tiffany's first time ever on watch what happens live I thought she did an amazing job like and she was sitting in her closet she was sitting in her closet but no a, a lot of things came up and she pretty much one of the viewers asked exactly what Cameron said like how is it not hypocritical for you to push the chicken feed on her while you didn't want the shots and to call her a COVID girl when she yeah. called her COVID girl. And she just like completely um, was like, yeah, no. She was like, with the chicken feet thing, I think I was trying too hard. I wanted to like make a moment. Cameron yeah. West got like on TV eating a chicken foot. Like how funny would that be? And I, I just definitely tried, like was trying too hard. I'm like, wow, that's a really big thing to admit. Like, No, that's very mature. So often we all try too hard. And like, and to not defend your own hypocrisy is like the hardest thing to do. Trust me, I know. Yeah, like, and so I just think everybody, I think Andy was really impressed by her. I think that. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah, and I think that 
she's going to be like amazing at re- reunions and I think she's got it all going on. Well, the thing, what we always say, like the cornerstone of a good housewife is being able when it when it's the time to admit when you are wrong and apologize and you go down a very dark path when you cannot ever once own your shit and like you just deflect everything onto someone else and like nothing is ever your fault that becomes like cyclical and really boring to watch so that makes me happy to to hear like she saw herself on tv like doing two conflicting things and she owned it like it's not a big deal it's so not a big deal no i love that now that she said that like i'm never gonna think about it again right no but like it would always bother me if she like never owned it yeah like that's how i always felt about dorinda like she never owned anything so i couldn't move on to the next season because i was still mad about what she did in miami to bethany a hundred percent also andy went on bethany's podcast and i'm 100 gonna listen to that it's I saw a a clip. It sounded so good. That's exciting. Um, Yeah. Can we do Dear Toasters now? Let's please. Let's see what everyone's up to. Dear Toasters is our advice segment. If you ever want advice, you can email us deartoasters at gmail.com. We will read your prompt anonymously. We will change names. You don't have to worry about any of this. This is a long one. Hi, Claudia and Jackie. I love you both so much. Thank you for always making my mornings great. And Claudia, so excited to read your book. I'm starting right after I send this. Thanks. Here's the sitch. At the last Super Bowl in Miami, my boyfriend cheated on me. After some time, we've been able to recognize our relationship is better than ever and I'm not worried about this ever happening again the real issue is all of this is his pa- the real issue in all of this is his parents they don't know any of that stuff that happened and I'm not exaggerating every time I'm around them which is about once a week they bring up him going to the Super Bowl last year it's weird that is weird they're huge fans of the Chiefs and anytime they have a chance they will say things like wasn't the Super Bowl the best weekend of your life and it's driving me insane for Christmas they got him a coffee mug a beer mug and a mouse pad with a photo of him at the fucking Super Bowl when we were at that house for Christmas his mother served me coffee in that mug she also got one for herself and it took everything inside of me not to chuck it at a wall we've completely moved past this so it's really annoying that now in my own home we live together I'm constantly confronted by the hardest thing we went through in our relationship every time I do the dishes. I know his parents, I know if his parents knew about this, they would never bring it up again, but I know he really doesn't want them to know. Is this part of forgiving him and moving on? I really do think I will be marrying this guy. And sometimes I think about how my whole life, I will never stop being reminded of this incident. What should I do? Smash the mug? Right now, my plan is just to suffer in silence and hope one day it'll stop. But I know if we do get married and this continues, one day I will crack and it'll all be exposed. Let me know what you guys would would do because I am stuck from a triggered toaster. Wow, that is so hard. No, this is just so not your problem to like, you didn't do anything wrong and now it's constantly staring you in the face. And I feel like part of your boyfriend um, being forgiven, like what he needs to do is like tell his parents, like, listen, um, he doesn't have to say I cheated on you. Just say like, the Super Bowl is a source of contention for us. Like I messed up that weekend and please stop bringing it up at every turn. Like I think he needs to say something to them so just so that they know that it's like a weird spot in your relationship and assuming that once they know that they will stop bringing all of these things up. Yeah and honestly also like if he wants if your mother-in-law wants to serve him in the mug in her house like that's fine but in your house you do not need Yes, get rid of the one in your house but also you know what you could do like you stand in the kitchen on the hard on top of a hardwood floor and you hold it and then you release. <laughs> yeah, no, literally. Like, kerplunk. Kerplunk. The thing is, though, is that, like, I don't know why we're, like, he fucked up. Like, why we're protecting him so much. Like, tell your parents. Like, the parents should know. If you're that close to them no, once but a week. All, but, yes, I, it's not that we're protecting him. It's, like, who wants to dig this all up again? And now everyone knows. And it's, like, it just happened all over again. And she's finally gotten past it. It's, it's as yeah. much for her as it is for him. And I think that they can just be, like, politely nudged into being, like, listen. Like, that is just, like, a pit right. in our relationship. Please stop bringing it up. If she is as over the incident, like, as she says she is, then they should be able to get through this. Like, I don't think it'll last forever. No. And I think that the best way to go about it is he needs to say something to them. Not disclosing all the details, but, like, making it clear that 
that he Super Bowl is off limits. Super Bowl is just a sore subject. And you know what? As more Super Bowls pass, this will get less and less because crazier things will happen at the next Super Bowl. You know, Aunt Sally gets drunk. By the way, I've been meaning to say we need to put in our predictions. <gasps> also, right. you're saying that they're Kansas City Chiefs fans. So hopefully they is this win. Is a sign? They win this Super Bowl, hopefully. And maybe you guys should go to Tampa, like, tomorrow. Is this a sign? I think I should go to Tampa. Hopefully Chiefs win. New memories. Okay, Jackie, who are we giving it to? I'm going with the Bucks. Maybe we should do different ones. That way one of us is a winner. Okay, because I was going to say the Chiefs. Okay, great. I just like to put my money on the future, not the past. I understand. I just... And I'm not going to lie. Loved Kansas City when I went. Fabulous place. Fabulous people. I did also go to Tampa. Fabulous place. Fabulous people. But not as fabulous as Kansas City. I said what I said. You know, I don't know. I could see it going either way. No, I I think that one... The thing is, there's really a 50-50 shot. (laughs) I think one team is going to win and one team will lose. No, I think that's actually a really good prediction. And I could see Tampa winning and I could see Kansas City winning. And I could also see Tampa losing and I could, hypothetically, see Kansas losing. I don't know. I just... Is Kansas City in Kansas City or is that one of those Missouri ones? Ooh, asking the wrong person. Like, I get confused. I think Kansas City is Missouri... And Oklahoma City is Oklahoma. There's one that's like not in the city, you know? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. Next but up. I'm still. I just feel like I could see myself watching the Super Bowl and being like, "How did I not bet on Tom Brady? Like, duh. How many yeah, times does he have to tell me right. he's going to yeah, do yeah, it yeah. before I believe that he's going to do it? But I could also see it like being the time when like this turning. No, just like a turning point where it's like everything's in the rear view for Tom Brady. Yeah, but no. that doesn't feel, you don't get to the Super Bowl playoffs championship just to be in the rear view. No, when it's in the rear view. Yeah, no, you're right. You're so right. So he's still that Tom Brady. I'm going Tom. All right, next up. How you darn, Claude, Jacks, Theo, and Bruno Sweets. Darn good. Longtime listener, first time caller. I live in New York City and my businessman, Bo, and I rented an apartment at the beach for the winter. Ooh, that sounds so nice. It's a studio with no desk, so we both work from the kitchen table. Yesterday, businessman Bo requested I not go behind his computer as he would be on a video call. Easy enough. I then went to the bedroom to change into workout clothes <laughs> without remembering that there was a mirror behind him. I had just taken off my bra when I heard him screaming. Much to my dismay, it was too late. I had flashed the whole group. To make matters worse, this was a welcome to the team call for a new analyst. Welcome to the team. Here are my, girlfriend's, here are my girlfriend's tits. <laughs> He's so welcoming. What now, ladies? His group meets for outdoor safe happy hours regularly. And significant others go. Also, he's a pajama and I don't want to break up with him. Do I bring it up and laugh about it? Do I pretend it never happened? All while knowing in the back of my mind that it did? Help. An itty bitty titty toaster. Can't relate. Oh, well, if it's itty bitty titties. Maybe he would think that it was a man. (laughs) Stop. No, it's like, like, it's just less stressful. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I just feel like I, we never really talked about the flip side the flip side to having a businessman bow. No, you're right. Which is that there is a flip side. Which is that he's constantly working. He's yeah, on it's Zoom exhausting. Calls. You can't run and around naked. The, like if he's even if there wasn't a mirror behind him, like if he's working like through the night, like the the window behind him gets reflective. Like these are just the trials and tribulations of having a businessman. Bow. No, but the thing is, like you guys were so conscious enough before this phone call to be like, let's not walk behind me. Nobody really thought about the mirror. Like how things happen, Claude. Things really, really happen. You would just fucking own it. If that was me, I'd be like, yeah, those are my titties. Want to pick? I would just... I'm that girl. $5 for a photo. $10 for feet. I just feel like what I'm getting from this story is like, you guys have a good relationship. Like... Don't let this... Don't let this 
sidetrack the good thing you have going. In so, terms of the happy hour, just walk in confident. Walk in confident. Like, you're beautiful, stunning, and smart. Say, walk in and say, you're welcome. And just get a drink. A lot. And then flush your titties again. <laughs> yeah. I'm, and this then, time like, intentionally. Find a way to make a joke about it. And then, like... You're but it's also gonna, a professional environment. So, like, you can't... You also don't want, like, people getting HR. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a tough one. Good luck. <laughs> hey, Claudia and I Jackie. Mean, I'm sure people have done worse in these times, you know? Oh, yeah. Man. We reported on that guy, like, six months ago. Yeah. started jerking off on his Jeffrey Zoom. Tubin, but, like, he lost his job and everything. So, it's like, that's not really... We don't good, want that for that's you. That's not a good example. You know, in these COVID times, like, there is, a, like, a... a a line like between like accident i'm at home like what do you expect from me versus, and unforgivable like, hello i'm a pervert <laughs> <laughs> just your neighborhood sex offender <laughs> hey um all right third and final hey claudia and jackie how you doing they're good claude thank you so much for your book i absolutely loved it i laughed i cried i think i might just have to read it again thank you mm. i swear that's written i didn't make that up so my boyfriend and I have been together for seven years and living together for three. Over quarantine, I found it impossible to sleep in the same bed as him. For the most part, it is him allowing our five-year-old chocolate lab to push him over to my space, leaving me hanging off the bed. When I awaken to this in the middle of the night and either move the dog over or kick him off the bed to the dog bed, which is two feet away and very comfortable, my boyfriend gets upset. Then there are nights when the dog is sleeping on the dog bed and my boyfriend will still maneuver his way into my bed space and I'm once again hanging off the side. When I nudge him... Sorry, this is funny. And like I'm seeing a lot of similarities to my own life. When I nudge him awake and he once again gets upset. I've tried explaining to him that he's never done this before and I sleep like that. Sorry. I've tried explaining to him that he's never done this before and I sleep like that and don't move. So it's completely on him. He says he just wants to be close to me. I know this is completely not true because we were long distance for a year. And when we visited each other, we never had this issue. He's a pajama and I don't want him to think that I don't like sleeping with him, but I feel like I'm on a bad sleep. I'm one bad sleep away from drugging him with Advil PM and red wine. <laughs> we have a queen size bed and we can't fit a king up the spiral staircase in our apartment. Any advice? Love a burnt toaster. You know what? There is a special place in hell for people who get in your way of you in a good sleep. Like I agree. It's so abhorrently offensive. And this I take personal, like I take personal offense to this. I've been going through this. Theo always sleeps in the middle of me and Ben's bed. Theo is small. As we he a, should. We have a king bed. It really works totally fine. But recently Theo has been deciding to lay horizontally. No, even if he lays horizontally, he still fits. Our, our bed is really big. He's been deciding to lay on Ben's side, on the opposite side of the middle. So Ben so, is now forced to move closer to me. And I wake up in the middle of the night sometimes and Ben is like breathing in my ear and I literally suck him. I'm like, get the fuck, what the fuck? He's like, see ya. I'm like, I don't care, move him. He's a dog. Like, it's so disgusting. I'm like, I can feel when someone's on, on me in my sleep and this is really upsetting and you have to start laying down some ground rules. Say like, listen, I work eight hours a day. I'm fucking tired. Put the dog in the bed and get away from me. Yeah, or stern, stern, or it's time for separate bedrooms. <laughs> yeah, no, I just feel like it's just I'm watching Downton Abbey, and mm-hmm. that's like something that they used to do back in the day. They do separate, it in the Crown, yeah, separate bedrooms, and I just I see it. Yeah, no. To be honest, like you know when people say like, oh, how's you know this person's marriage? They're sleeping in separate bedrooms. Oh, I'm so like, oh, so really things good. are going well. <laughs> 
you know, like that sounds ideal. I don't think there's anything wrong with sleeping in separate bedrooms. If you're the type of person who doesn't sleep well with others and you like really value sleep. Like some people can run on five hours of sleep. I check my, my, no, my health I, app. I get consistently nine hours of sleep every night and I'm still so tired. Like sleep is important to me. What about you guys get like a really nice dog bed for the dog to sleep on? Do she think- said she has one. It's so nice. It's two feet away from the bed and it's very comfortable. So you're, and then your boyfriend can sleep on it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you also just have to like put him down. Yeah. Or your no. husband. <laughs> or you need to move where you can have a king bed. Like, yeah, that's a thing. You know, I was, um, I forget. I was looking at someone's Instagram and they were saying how they just got a king bed for the first time. I forget who it was. Oh, it was Julie Wilson from Cosmo Magazine. Mm. She said she's, they've had a queen bed their whole life and she's going to get a king bed now. And I literally left a comment. I'm like, this is going to change your life. Like king beds, if you have the space, I cannot. Do you sleep, still sleep in a queen? I sleep in a queen bed. Okay, and that's I, insane. I know. And I have the space for a king. And I'm not going to get one right now. But like, and I ordered a it new bed a year to, ago. It change your life. I know. I know. What am I doing? What are you, and by the way, your new bedroom is huge. Huge. But it, I can't get one right now. because Free I just, mattress companies. Reach out. No, she needs one. Ugh, but it's like, it's too much change. No, it's not, Jackie. Literally, like, in me and Ben's first apartment, we always had But we're literally on top it. of each other when we're yeah. sleeping. Like, it's always... It's you always know, something. In me and Ben's first apartment, the bedroom was really small, and we still shoved a king bed in there. We didn't have any room for nightstands. We had one dresser and a TV. We had no room for anything. It was the happiest I've ever been. Like, I would have it no other way. Even though the room was perfectly sized, we could have had the cutest room yeah. if it was a queen or a full bed. Not going to happen. Like, I think that, you know, a good sleep situation is the root of a healthy marriage. Yeah, but we do have a good sleep situation. And Bruno does not sleep with us. Oh, that's true. And so, uh, if Bruno slept with us, it would be a disaster. But in a few years, he will start. Like, I'm just letting and you I, know. And in a few years, I'll have a king. I don't know why you're, like, so against it. You just, like, I need it. I don't know. It. It's, like, it is sort of nice. Like, we're forced to, like, see each other in uh, our sleep. No. And it's uh, like, hey. Uh, I'm going to vomit. Hi, that's how a, you doing? That sounds fucking horrible. Hi, that sounds disgusting. Like, I don't want to be, at a certain point. Because, like, like, when we sleep in a king bed in hotel room beds, like, we don't see each other. Like, it's like, goodbye. Yeah. But, and so then when we come back to our queen, it's like, oh, hi, how are you? No, the thing is, is that, like, with the king, when we watch TV and, like, we, before we go to bed, like, we're in the middle. Ben's on my side. I'm on his side. But then there, a time comes when I'm like, goodbye. And that's nice to have your own space. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I know. But it doesn't – I mean, I sleep great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, good luck to you. Like, put, rule with an iron fist. Sleep is too important. Yeah, I don't know what the suggestion was, but... The suggestion was, like, speak sternly to him. He's getting upset. Like, what is he, a two-year-old? You rule with an iron fist, lady. Yeah. This is your home, too. That's our show. Yeah, that is our show. No, no, you're right. That is our show. (laughs) No, it's someone else's show. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening to The Morning Toast. The Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give us a video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, The Morning Show, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you have an amazing, amazing day. Hump day. Let it, let it, ta- let it run its course, you know? <laughs> and have a great fucking day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.